It sent me into the darkest place I've ever been. Mm -hmm. I was not um, diagnosed with depression, but I know that I was. Mm -hmm. And I was thanking God that summer that I was a wimp when it comes to pain because that that wimpiness, that fear was what was keeping me alive. Hey friends, welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. We're your hosts, Jessica and Lindsay. Even though we are all part of this club that we never intended to sign up for, we're so glad you're here. We are a community for women who have lost babies or have struggled to get pregnant. And we're here to help you thrive even in the midst of these impossible circumstances. So join us as we show you practical and sometimes unconventional ways every week for how to thrive in this one crazy life. Well, welcome back to the Yet We Thrive podcast. This is episode 13, and today we have our friend Casey. Yes, so in the month of April, there's Infertility Awareness Week, but here at Yet We Thrive, we believe that they deserve their own month. Mm -hmm. There's a whole month dedicated to infant loss awareness and miscarriage awareness, and I don't think it's very fair that Mm -hmm. our sisters who are struggling with infertility only have a week. Right. So at Yet We Thrive, April is Infertility Awareness Month. We're making it a thing. Yes. Before we get started, we would like to share our joy and frustrations. So Casey, what are some joy and frustrations for you right now? Well, um, my frustration this week is the time change. (laughs) Amen, sister. (laughs) I cannot get on that getting up earlier. It's not happening. It's so frustrating. It is. Um, And then my joy for this week, I had bought some little like conversation cards for couples. And you know how sometimes they turn out really lame. (laughs) And this particular deck I bought has been really, really good and fostered some really good conversations with my husband. And it's been fun to take on date night and stuff. So You should send me a link for that. Yeah, definitely. I think those are fun. It's always good to start conversation and yeah, have some laughter. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lindsay? So mine is like combined. It's I'm frustrated and I'm joyful because today is my baby girl's sixth birthday, Aww. and I'm like frustrated that she's older. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it just. It didn't even dawn on me until Christmas when she was like, "I'm gonna be six on my birthday," and I was like. No, what? you're not. Wait, hold on. That's like you're not even kindergarten status right. anymore at that yeah. point. You're out of the little, like, toddler girl's mm-hmm. clothes, and I'm just really sad about it. But she's so happy and so excited, yeah. and it's good that, you know, it's good that she's getting older and get all that. So, yes, yeah, but today's going to be really fun. So. And your joy? That was my joy, oh. too. It's both. Got it. Joy and frustration. Yes. What's yours, Jess? Well, my frustration is this morning (laughs) trying to record this dang podcast. I like am messing up and I'm just, you know, it's the daylight savings time. I'm going to blame on that because I (laughs) just have no sleep. My brain clearly is not working this morning. So that is my frustration. But uh, my joy is we're almost done building our entertainment wall. 
Like oh my gosh, we, it looks so good. Oh, I can't wait until it's done. It's been like a long process, like yeah, so long, but um, it's almost done, and I'm so pumped. It looks so good. You're gonna have to like make an official post. I like will a before and after I know, when you're done. I know. So it's just, but then I have like these shells on each side, mm-hmm. and they're a little bit bigger than I anticipated in my okay. brain, and so now I'm like, I gotta fill these shelves, which means I gotta spend money, which means you know, it's like no, just trying to make it. I gotta get some fun new stuff. I know. See, that's. <laughs> That's how I need to think. Let's <laughs> you can go outside and like pick up some rocks that I look know. pretty. I know. I just stick this on my shelf. It'd be great. <laughs> It'll look good. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. So let's just go right into your story. Um, just kind of introduce yourself and go from there. Okay. Well, my name is Casey. Um, first, I want to thank you guys for having me on the podcast yes, today. Of course. Um, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to share my story from beginning to present because mm-hmm. not end. Not end yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting to be here and Yay. be sharing yeah. that. We're um, glad you're here. I have been married to my husband Carl for eight and a half years now. We have a cat. I am the proud title of cat mom. <laughs> it's a cute cat too. <laughs> he is. Charlie is so a cute, cute cat. Yeah. Um, he's my baby. Um, I am a nanny and a social media manager and um, in my spare time, I like to bake cakes. And they're really good cakes, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? And um, I like to write on my personal blog mm-hmm. in my spare time. So, which is really good. You should check it out. It's tell us what it is. Chasing Cozy. Yes. Ooh, I love that. I know it's such a cute name. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about um, how y- how your journey started. Like when you were like hey, let's try to have kids. And from there on, what did that look like? Um, So I was on birth control for about a year when we first got married. And it ended, uh, my prescription ended like a month before our first anniversary. And so, you know, the birth control can make you like real Mm -hmm. crazy. And I was definitely real crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And so we decided, you know, just for health reasons, we were going to quit that, mm-hmm. um, try the family planning way. Mm-hmm. And um, I was pretty much ready for family immediately. Yeah. You know, I was like, took my last pill and I was like, all right, let's do this baby <laughs> thing. Yeah. And my husband wasn't quite there with me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kind of came to the point a couple months later. He was, you know, if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And so that's where we left it for a while. So did you think, you know, you started and you're ready for family. Did it, did it ever even enter your mind that maybe I'm going to have a hard time to get pregnant? No. No. Um, I come from a relatively big family. I'm one of five and my husband is one of nine. <laughs> so, wow. so yeah, lots of sisters and brothers. And, um, so that was not really even on my radar. I knew mm-hmm. that there was a little bit of endo and PCOS in my family, polycystic ovarian syndrome for mm-hmm. those that don't know. Okay. Um, but you know, when I had done research about that, it didn't seem like I had the symptoms for that. So, okay. so at what point in your journey did you think, okay, there might be something going on here. I might have some infertility things going on. Yeah. Um, I went to an appointment with my GP, mm-hmm. um, it was probably, about a year after I'd been off birth control and 
she was the one that kind of like woke me up to that. She was mm-hmm. like, okay, so we're not pregnant yet. And after a year, that's kind of, you know, when we start looking into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, it smacked me a little bit mm-hmm. like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Um, so she suggested that we get my thyroid check to start. Mm-hmm. And I did. And that came out fine. Um, but Carl still wasn't ready to try. So that was kind of a all right, so this could be a thing, but we're not jumping into that yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what did you, what What were the thoughts going on in your mind while the, all of that is happening? Um, so I waited probably four years. I think it was about four years okay. between um, going off birth control and being ready to, both of us being ready to try. And it was very lonely, you know, yeah. and it, every Every month it got a little lonelier. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have anyone in my life going through that experience that I knew of. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was isolating mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, like nobody understands. Mm-hmm. And was your communication with Carl good, like, during that time? Like, were you telling him, like, you know, I want to have a baby? And, like, you guys, guys were kind of on two different pages at that point. Yeah, we definitely mm-hmm. were. So how did, what did that look like? Um, it was not good communication. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was, I think mostly on my part, you know, I was trying to be respectful of my husband. And so like part of that for me was I was not going to go jump into trying to figure out what's wrong. Cause I know on, you know, a woman's end, there can be Mm -hmm. so many different things. Mm -hmm. And I assumed it was me. Um, and so I just kind of, you know, we tried to talk about it a couple of times and, just didn't really get into the conversation and so I just left it and thought you know when he's ready he'll let me know and hmm. so that's kind of where I was yeah with it. yeah yeah when when did that change at what point um our fifth anniversary okay actually um that summer mm-hmm. um just previous was probably the darkest summer in my journey the mm-hmm. darkest period of time um we had found a kitten in our shed and I named it, and I got attached to it, and it turned out we didn't get to keep her. Um, I named her Chloe, which means blooming. And for me, in my <laughs> infertility-fogged brain, mm-hmm. it was a, you know, this is going to be new. This is going to be something. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, a huge, huge disappointment. And then um, that summer, we got another pregnancy announcement from a family member and um it sent me into the darkest place I've ever been Mm -hmm. I was not um, diagnosed with depression but I know that I was Mm -hmm. and I was thanking God that summer that I was a wimp when it comes to pain Mm -hmm. because that that wimpiness that fear was what was keeping me alive Mm -hmm. at the time So, um, after all that, we hit our fifth anniversary and, um, Carl, his kind of present to me was that he was ready to try. Um, so that, you know, gave me just a 180 about everything. Um, for the first time we were on the same page Mm -hmm. and, you know, starting to hope again and Mm -hmm. be excited again. So now when like this really dark time that you were in, did Carl know? I mean, I was off. Mm-hmm. I know I was off. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, he knew that I was struggling with the pregnancy announcement and he knew that I was disappointed about the kitten. 
but I never really talked to him about the extent yeah. of it. It's hard to do that sometimes. Yeah. I feel so like vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm having big feelings like that over something like that, sometimes it feels like the lie in my head is that, well, it's just trivial. Like yeah. I shouldn't, or I, or I feel like I almost feel like a bad person because mm-hmm. I'm, like I am excited for them, but also like mm-hmm. I'm more sad for me right now. Right, and so it it's scary. Mm-hmm. To and come. you don't you don't want other people to think anything negative of you yeah. or like that you're not excited for that person. Right. Yeah, because you know I think you can get in your own head and be mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like I don't want them to think this because that's not truly how I feel. I'm right. just like like you said, sad for myself. Yeah. Um, and we fear that people won't understand that. Yeah. And so then we don't talk, we don't communicate. Yeah. And keep it's, it all inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard and it's so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But also I feel like that's just kind of the place that we're in with society and we're getting better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, five years ago, whatever, people weren't talking about infertility mm-hmm. like they are now. Yeah. People weren't openly, vulnerably sharing their stories like they are now. Mm-hmm. People didn't know. As, as a general whole, that when somebody makes a pregnancy announcement mm-hmm. and somebody close to them has been trying to get pregnant and hasn't been able to, that that's hard and painful and mm-hmm. it hurts. Yeah. And so instead of thinking, trying to hold space for everybody, the person with the pregnancy right. announcement is just like, well, why can't they just be excited right. for me? And mm-hmm. it's just yeah. so much deeper than that. Yeah. So what are some things that you like intentionally do now not to go, like you know what that dark place feels like mm-hmm. you're very familiar with it is there anything that you do now to make sure that you don't go there um you know now I've gone through so much growth mm-hmm. since then mm-hmm. um, I've learned how to better communicate with my husband mm-hmm. and um, some of the closer people around me and being able to you know understand what's going on in my head and when I'm having a hard time and instead of just this mentality of you just have to pull yourself up and get through this yourself Mm -hmm. I can go to these people and Mm -hmm. I can talk to them and um, find encouragement and support Mm -hmm. from them Mm -hmm. and so um, yeah just all all in all just being softer on myself yeah Yeah. that's so good Mm -hmm. so where are you guys now on your journey well um, for the last year or so um, we have been going to a homeopathic practitioner Mm -hmm. she has been detoxing us um, yes. that makes me so excited. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so all about like homeopath natural, like our bodies are amazing. If we just, and detox is so good for you. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. so good yep. for you. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I got super excited. It is very, yeah. No, it has been so good for me. Um, I've, I've seen effects physically and mm-hmm. mentally from going to this lady and it's mm-hmm. been so good for both of us. Um, so yeah, we've been going to her now for about a year and hopefully we will see results from that. That's amazing. Yeah, that'd be amazing. So do they, sorry, do they test like your minerals and stuff like that in your body or what, like how in depth do they go? Um, so she tests the electrical signals of your body mm-hmm. and she can read different things from that. So for me, for instance, um, I had a bunch of hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. I had lots of heavy metals and toxins yeah. and things like that. So, um, yeah, she was able to detox all of that out. And 
I feel so much better yeah. than I did. Mm -hmm. more, more energy, less headaches. So and, amazing. Yeah. You know, even if it doesn't end in pregnancy, mm -hmm. just feeling healthier yes. is such mm -hmm. a huge thing for me. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a big thing. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share just from your journey? Yeah. Um, so I didn't even really get into um, after our, our fifth anniversary. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Carl said he was ready to try. And so knowing what I know about female infertility, I thought yes. like the first thing that we can kind of just check off the list is get a sperm count. Mm -hmm. And he went and got it and mm -hmm. it was super, super low, mm -hmm. which was something that we did not expect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we spent a year going to a fertility urologist. Okay. Um, apparently those exist. I did not Thank know goodness. that that speciality yeah. was out there. Yeah. Um, so we spent a year going to them. Mm -hmm. um, we liked the doctor. You know, he did what he knew to do. And in the end, he just told us, you know, we don't understand why you are this way. And so your options are IVF or adoption. Mm. So hearing Thanks. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hearing that was, you know, really hard for both yeah. of us. Um, and we kind of took a year off after that, um, just to kind of process mm -hmm. and feel the things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was after that, that we started going to this homeopathic lady. Cause you know, we thought, well, if the Western medicine, mm -hmm. you know, has deemed us you're done, mm -hmm. yeah, right. then let's try this other thing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. can we break for a second and just talk about how, this is frustrating to me that when a couple is having a hard time getting pregnant, everybody just assumes something's it's, it's the mom, it's the woman, mm -hmm. something's wrong with her. Mm -hmm. And it takes us time mm -hmm. to think like most of the time they test the woman for everything. Mm -hmm. They put her through the ringer first and they're like, well, we can't figure it out. And then it's like, Oh, maybe it's the man. <laughs> like, yeah. why is it not? And then that's not fair for them either right. because we don't talk about that a whole lot, mm -hmm. but male infertility affects two mm -hmm. men on our Yet We Thrive team. Mm -hmm. And and it's that, rising. Yeah. It it's, is. I mean, it's something that's rising. Just in the next year, they, you know, think that it's going to be a certain percentage just in males. Wow. And so, yeah, it's, it's something to know and be yeah. aware of, yeah. for sure. And it's really scary because when you go you know, the first place you go is Google. When right. You, when you right. get any diagnosis, yeah. it's like, all right, I'm dying of this. What vitamin do I need uh -huh. to take now? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And when you go look this up, there's really not a mm. lot out there about it. Mm. You know, it's a they shame. know very little about it. And so yeah. getting that diagnosis, it's like, well, when you've done what mm -hmm. you can do mm -hmm. and nobody else knows. Yeah. Know yeah. it. Well, and I think just for them always to going to the women, like, the women are the ones that have the doctor. Like mm -hmm. we go every year, mm -hmm. like we have the system, right? Mm -hmm. You know, where the men, there's, it's not like they go and get checkups every year to make sure everything's going right, right you know? Yeah. And so I think that's just a natural thing. Mm -hmm. But like you said, like, I wish that when a couple is trying to conceive mm -hmm. that they go together, together. to that appointment, yes. Yes. you know, like it's a, it's a team effort, it you know? Team effort. So, um, yeah, I think that should be something that we they start looking into. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, because you have that, you know, you can naturally have that shame when you leave that appointment, that woman appointment and all lies are on you, you know, but Mm -hmm. really there's two people involved. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just a tangent. Mm -hmm. I just had to go off on it for a second. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so true. It is. How are you and your husband now? Like you're, obviously you're going to this doc, this holistic doctor, like, You've been there for a year. Like, where where are you guys at, like, right now, currently? So we're still trying, or I should say we're at a point now where we are trying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she says we're both um, decently balanced or enough balanced mm-hmm. to be able to get pregnant. Um, so we'll see about that. But, you know, mentally, um, I'm so much clearer mm-hmm. than I was, and... Being able to actually sort out what I'm feeling and communicate yeah. that to him has been mm-hmm. so big for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't cry in front of people. <laughs> so yeah. the two in you. Yes. <laughs> I have to be the strong one. I have to be okay. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, you know, for the longest time, I wasn't showing him emotion about it. And I realized that that was not a good thing Mm -hmm. that he needed to be involved in what I was feeling Mm -hmm. honestly and not Mm -hmm. just I'm fine or you know I'm kind of sad today but I'll be fine Mm -hmm. yeah because I am a pretty resilient person I like to look on the bright (laughs) side you know yes so um yeah there's been so much good communication Mm -hmm. and uh, conversations um he is I have I have a very sensitive husband yeah um, he remembers the things that I tell him. Yeah. It makes all the difference mm-hmm. when, like, you let somebody else help you mm-hmm. carry the weight you've been carrying. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, I'm the same way. I don't want other people to carry my things because I don't want to inconvenience them. Or right. I don't want them to feel the weight of what I'm feeling because it's heavy and it's hard. Yeah. But then as soon as I do, it's like, oh, why have I mm-hmm. been carrying this by myself for so long? Mm-hmm. And when you have somebody to hold that hope for you mm-hmm. and hold that space with you. It's like, it's just a total game changer. Yep. So for anyone who's listening, who may be in that dark place that you were in a few years ago, is there any encouragement or any words um, that you would like to share with them? Um, I thought a lot on this because there's a lot of words. Yeah. I'm a writer. I have a yes. lot of words. Yes. All yes. The words. How do I narrow this down? Um, and honestly, just be soft on yourself. That's mm-hmm. what I want to say. You know, mm-hmm. um, infertility is such a hard thing. Mm-hmm. It is such a different pain and a different grief than mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. other things that can give you pain and grief. Yeah. And so it's so important to communicate what we need and um, also just giving ourselves space mm. to feel the things we mm-hmm. need to feel and to grieve if we need to do that. Um, And it really, you know, it feels selfish, at Mm -hmm. least to me. Like, I've been going through this now, waiting. Waiting is rough, if you didn't know that. (laughs) Just to reiterate what's in your head. Yeah, Yeah. and especially when you don't know what the end is Mm -hmm. or when it's coming. Yeah. Yes. That's hard. Yeah. Um, It feels selfish when you've been waiting seven years mm-hmm. and you're still struggling with the same things and the same problems yeah. and the same feelings. And it feels so selfish to be like, okay, 
like, I know that, you know, you're on your third pregnancy, mm-hmm. but still be gentle with me. Mm-hmm. You know, my response right. is probably going to be about the same as your first one. Right. Yeah. Um, but you have to still have those conversations because mm-hmm. that's still in your life. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a feature thrive tip in all of that. Yeah. I picked up on a few of those. But speaking of thrive tip, our thrive tip for April is to make new goals. Mm. So we want to be super extra clear about this, that we don't mean to reset your goals or to change your goals, but just just to make some new ones. Um, because sometimes, I mean, I have not dealt with infertility, mm-hmm. but from what I've heard from our infertility sisters is that sometimes you just get so caught up in the in your journey and what's going on that you lose sight of anything and everything else. Mm -hmm. And so it can just be something as simple as like adding something for you into your morning routine. Mm -hmm. You know, every morning I'm going to take five minutes to just really savor my coffee, Mm -hmm. something little, just some new goal that will give you new life. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it would be to go have a a fun date night Mm -hmm. once a month or once a week or have a date night in just some something intentional that doesn't necessarily have to do with your infertility journey. So, and this applies to not even just our sister struggling with infertility, but everybody, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we can get so weighed down with our grief or even in Mm -hmm. the mundane, even apart from that, you know, it, it just can be good to look at your life and think, what, what can I do a little bit differently? That's going to bring me a little bit of life this month. I always say plant a garden. You yes. can never go wrong never with planting a garden. So much life Even there. if it's like a flower garden. I have a friend who yes. this year she's like, you know what? I'm going to plant a flower garden. And like Good she did her. all this research and everything. And it's so fun to like follow her journey in this little flower garden. That's it's amazing. so pretty. And so, yeah, it could be something as extravagant as that. Or like you mm-hmm. said, plan a date night with your husband or mm-hmm. be intentional with your friendships and Uh, spend time with those so yeah yeah thanks for joining us casey thank you we're so happy you're here and next week casey and shannon another get with thrive member is going to be joining us and we're going to be talking about how to love your friends who are struggling so it's gonna be good stuff so tune in make sure you don't miss it we can't wait to see you back then thanks for joining us today on the yet we thrive podcast if you enjoyed today's episode go ahead and take a screenshot to share on social media you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Yet We Thrive or at YetWeThrive.com. If our podcast has impacted you at all, we would so appreciate if you would take a couple of moments to leave a review. These things will help us to share the word and keep on thriving. Until next time.